0: Hello and welcome to the Quantum Home Sanctuary Summit 4. I'm Helena Riley and I'll be your host. And I have a really special guest today. So we're going to dive right in. Dr. Jean Ang is a healing practitioner at this point in time in Thousand Oaks, California. If you haven't met him, he was on the last summit, but he has an unusual background. He has a PhD, he has an, actually a bachelor's degree from Stanford in biology. It looked like he was going to become a medical doctor. Then he did a PhD at Yale and a postdoc at Yale as well in neuroscience. He is now integrating some very advanced energy medicine knowledge and he's integrating the quantum field in a very unique way, bridging spirituality and science. And of course, the the science of frequencies. And he's doing this as a way through the Octorian gateway as a way to integrate your higher potential. He also perceives himself not as a healer, but as a conduit of accessing the quantum field where all potential lies. And I'd like to extend a warm welcome to you today, Jean.
1: Thanks so much, Elena, and it's just wonderful to return. Thank you again, and wonderful uh, to uh, speak to the field here with everyone uh, partaking of this uh, summit.
0: Excellent. And what we've learned at this point is that the quantum field—that actually our language—is recalibrating the DNA. So that is one of the purposes of summits: is to begin to introduce the new knowledge through our new vocabulary and new words, which we were playing with on the last interview. but I'm going to dive in so we get this juicy tidbit from you of, I was listening to one of your interviews with Lauren, and I wanted to ask you about how one would go about setting up a subtle grid in your home or office, even car that connects you to the quantum unified field so that you can directly access your quantum potential and intuition and in all that you truly are. And I know that's a big place to start. Oh, so yeah. let's dive in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do, <I> do that.
1: <laughs> right. Good point, cause uh, like where where we live uh, physically as well as um, in the subtle world uh, emanating from that uh, probably has the most effect on our, on our um, uh, consciousness and our energy fields. So the importance of uh, setting up uh, what we're, I guess, the topic here on the personal grid is probably crucial, more crucial than uh, people would probably realize. i just give one example. So you could go to an energy healer. They can balance all your energy, your chakras and so forth, which many people are now very savvy about. But uh, if you go back to a, a home, uh, in, you know, your local environment, particularly like like your bedroom, uh, where we spend a lot of our time sleeping, uh, and that's unbalanced. Uh, most likely that's going to, that's at your direct effect. It's going to unbalance the work over time. So usually the, the complete healing is, um, of course, balancing a person's individual system, but then like exactly the topic you brought up, balancing one's um, uh, local environment, one's home environment. But uh, maybe just to get right into the nitty gritty, uh, you know, these are just um, highlights and points. Maybe we can create a, little, a short little protocol people can use. But the the first thing is actually... Um, you know, if this is languaging people can connect to, like the local energy that your house is built on, there's usually like a a guardian. And and we were talking about shamanism before. Uh, With that languaging and concept, there's like a, they call it like the genie of the place. It's like a spiritual guardian of the place. Um, If that's not kind of in, in, I think that's would be people's framework, but if that's not.
0: That's an excellent concept. Mm -hmm sort of um, a protective force field with mm. a being associated with the protection, a genie. Yes. Uh, magical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, it's very good to connect consciously with that being. They're already taken care mm. of uh, because uh, you probably wouldn't been have been able to like live there. <laughs> like it there would just be kind of like obstacles, uh, you know, physical ones, if that's not sort of within one's framework. But um, if you can consciously connect to that being uh, with your consciousness, more like in a prayer or intention, a quant- it could be a quantum intention, and just say, you know, I'm here, I recognize you, you know, just uh, uh, may- maybe like, uh, please um, assist me and my family to balance. That can uh, actually help you on your spiritual path, not only just a um, very practical level. Uh, so that's actually the anchor to the local grid system in your house is this... Um, consciousness of the land that it's located on. Uh, And then from there, probably the the, well, maybe I'll just pause there, uh, just to see if if there's uh, anything to unpack on that. Yeah,
0: so would you then ask to clear, let's say you have geopathic stress, or your home isn't exactly aligned with north, south, east, west, like in Vostu, would you Mm. request that some of the limitations of your home environment are cleared because people can only shift so much physically um i did know a master who when i actually a a great avatar i personally asked him what was more important spiritual practice or vastu which is the positioning of the home according to very precise principles that most people cannot quite follow um and he said vastu So, so it shows that the clearing And the alignment, so would the genie or the protective force be able to help realign that energy?
1: Uh, yes, yes. So we kind of have like um, very specific principles, like you said, in Vastu. I learned uh, biogeometry, which is more Egyptian. uh, Uh, Actually, that was Ibrahim Karim. Yes,
0: yes. He said, actually, when the pyramids were moved, right. their potency,
1: yes, yes, because it's the land, it's the land energy that's really the the power. Um, so this importance of the land, and then of course feng shui practitioners. So um, so they all all those are basically saying how important like where uh, you know the location is of where you're living, the energy there. So when I started uh, study with Dr. Kareem, what was interesting is that after you know you can learn technique. But actually, it's consciousness. It's consciousness, consciousness. Exactly. So it's, yes. it's like Quantum. Uh, that's why the quantum techniques are so quick, because we're going directly to consciousness. We're releasing the physical. Like I have to do it this way, or I need this object here. That, and so if you're at the level of consciousness, like what Dr. Kareem was saying, which is is the insight, and it was very subtle, is that when he goes to correct a line, he kind of I don't know, let it slip, or maybe he wanted to pre- uh, present it that way. He said. The line already corrects itself because it's no it knows I'm coming.
0: Ah, <laughs> that's been that is very quantum of him.
1: They <laughs> well, you know, teach a lot of techniques, very technique, but after a while, the, it's consciousness to consciousness. The line is conscious. And so if it knows you're coming to yes. correct it, it it will just correct itself or just move out of the way. If if you're the practitioner who would be able to do that. So so I what that so to, now back to, to what we we're talking about. Um, Yes. So if your consciousness is aware of, let's say, imbalances, uh, or you could ask the genie, which is sort of like um, sort of an overlooking consciousness of your land, you can simply ask it to make those corrections for you that you know of. And then you would just need to kind of reconnect. I don't know if it's on a daily basis or a weekly basis to that consciousness so that you're sort of always in relationship. With it, and it will actually teach you things. Um, this is also from Dr. Kareem, what he was saying with the genie of the place. It will actually teach you things to maximize your um, soul plan. So ah, just, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, like the physical um, balancing of the grid, which we were talking about here. So it's it nice. a all, all very good con- um, relationship.
0: So, and so there's a flexibility in your intention to keep the space in alignment with your highest purpose or intention, you're going to be guided. For example, we were guided to put four crystals, we live on the water here, and to put four crystals on each side of the house, east, west, north, south, and also to put some coherent information, which we use sacred geometry into the the water. Mm -hmm. And when we moved in, because, you know, there are always imbalances that are being generated also by your neighbors, if you have neighbors, most people do. <laughs> um, And so this is very good. So I would call it almost like a consultancy that you stay aligned with your, with the wisdom of this being or this set of beings that's here to keep you kind of on track. Mm-hmm. And I was very interested when um when i heard this interview about the the grid reconnection and jj her talk
1: Mm,
0: so um so how would you in the keys of enoch so of course we're diving into that ancient wisdom how would you integrate that into this pattern
1: yes so I guess another level, and and there's you know so many things, and people probably have experience with this type of work uh, that we could go, but I'll try to just maybe see what's unpacking. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So the next place is uh, through resonance. Yes, we're kind of uh, we have a personal grid, then that was presented in J.J. Hurtak's book and other places. They called it axiotonal lines, just to give some wording here, oh, and I- there's the. <laughs> <laughs> around the planet which our, which our um, house is located on. And those lines are called in that book axial lines, but these are interacting grids. So the thing with um, the idea is resonance, the quantum idea is that you can connect your house to certain um, power spots around the globe, even um, around the gal- you know, um, off planet but let's, we'll just start there on a practical level. So if there's a certain power spot that is, um, that would be beneficial to your, you know, to maybe even add information to your, where you live, your local house, you, it's very simple. You, you don't, you could put a picture of it, but you need to, you connect your consciousness to that location with the intention to exchange energy and information with that place. And it kind of it brings a balance. If that particular information is needed in your in your um, property, it will bring kind of a balancing energy to that, uh, to your location. So you were trying to actually do kind of like um, what people see as formal grid work, which is connecting um, places on the land.
0: Connecting power spots, both um, from the center of the earth, also okay. to the etheric. Yes. Excellent. Let's do that. Let, let us connect to the Egyptian pyramids and the knowledge okay. that we pull from there. And this can also be used. Would you say you could use it also as a way to access the knowledge that's hidden, for example, in the pyramids in Egypt?
1: Yes. Yes. So, so this is how we could like uh, a practical way you could do that. I, I was thinking, too. Wait, hold on one second. Uh, let me. Just-
0: oh, you're going to pop up a picture of the- <laughs> you at the pyramids.
1: Oh, you, you're reading my mind, which is great. We're all telepathic here. Oh, I'm very telepathic. Nine Giza pyramids. Oh, nice. This is the way you could use your background on Zoom. Because uh, I was
0: thinking that. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, so the talk, yes, just to say this really quick and we can unpack it. Like, let's say you have, you could do it room by room even, not just your house. So let's say you have a meditation room where you do your self-cultivation. You said like, yes. Mm-hmm. Connect to the ancient knowledge or secret knowledge or inner knowledge of the what's in the Giza pyramids. So maybe it would be in this case, you get a picture, a photograph, or it doesn't have to be posted, but it could be up on your wall. But in your mind, you need to because it's it's consciousness, it's not really that picture. You're connecting that location with the location of your room, that room. And simply by your consciousness connecting it, it's exchanging energy and information. And if you kept the picture there, then you would have a physical anchor. So you may, you might not have to keep doing it, you know, like.
0: Yes. yes, so yes.
1: Often.
0: Yeah. And also you can extract quickly, you know, do a little time travel or extract um, from other lifetimes or, Um, the knowledge that's been hidden. That is a big thing about the pyramids. I happen to know that one from experience. The knowledge has actually been deeply hidden in some of these structures. Mm -hmm. So I love that. And I love the idea of a background um, in order to invoke that. When I did the summits, I always wanted to put, I have a lot of high priests and priestesses on the summits that I've known. And I wanted to put the like ISIS... Um, some of the columns and the pillars, like places that we would have been working. So uh, so that is a way to just visualize and to actually access knowledge in the quantum field. It's sort of a shortcut. I love that. So anyone that's feeling that, you know, drawn to certain areas, um, this could be your way to extract whatever knowledge you might have accumulated living there in the past, or the future, because we're in quantum time. So how would you use sound or frequency to actually access this knowledge? So we know, for example, in the pyramids, there is, we were told, for example, that some of the early technologies were were hidden of scalar, the scalar technologies are hidden in the pyramids. And at some point they will be extracted. Mm -hmm. But how would you use sound or frequency? Because many do realize that in order to build those pyramids, they used advanced technology. (laughs) So how do you use the sound or frequency to develop this Arcturian bridge or a bridge of light that -hmm. connects people to the quantum unified field and might connect them into that direct sense of knowing from the pyramids or from our lifetimes in Egypt Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or Atlantis. How do you do that?
1: Yes, yes, yeah. So this could be a third layer. I'll just say one little piece um, that I also learned in biogeometry that we could help people that relates directly to the, uh, as a pyramids as an example. But just to review, so we have the connecting with the genie of the place, then you can connect to certain um, power spots and you connect them in to your even specific, Uh, Rooms or your general location. And maybe we Mm -hmm. talked about this principle about resonance, but I'll just reemphasize it. So as soon as you connect your consciousness to something, there's a complete like download of energy and information. It's in a packed form. So that's why uh, you may not consciously know it, but it will unpack over time. So that's why like connecting, even just looking at these pyramids, we're connecting and uh, the information exchange and then maybe that we're not conscious of it right now but it could unpack uh, that kind of uh, mystery information but um, yes the king's chamber would be an example of this is the principle that uh, that you had maybe uh, brought up here that I just to emphasize for our own space is the shape shape is a frequency so like if you create um, like your room in a triangle even ju- that's already uh, resonating a certain frequency. It, mm-hmm. You could think of shape as a, f- a frozen uh, frequency. It's like yes. you froze it. Yes. Uh, so
0: your like manners, your the, the science of cymatics. Yes, oh, absolutely. Exactly. Yes. The so you the shape. Yes,
1: yeah, so you could do that. For I'm sure people had uh, who maybe have studied uh, different those modalities for space you could do that for the room. Um, and then the king's chamber is like it's uh, yes, is a very unique uh, shape that already holds a certain frequency. And then um, speaking of how you could bring in frequency, so that would be if you um, you know there are different techniques, like you mentioned the Arcturian style. But if you go to your the space that you'd like to connect a certain frequency, and then again, it's consciousness. So you could call in a certain being or a certain energy quality mm-hmm. uh, in your invocation to um, kind of imbue that space. If there's, mm-hmm. yes, maybe, and then ask for a certain amount of time based on when you want to come back and do that invocation again. So let's mm-hmm. say yes, you'd ask, uh, let's say, I'll just make an example. I'd like, I'm calling in, I, like you mentioned, Sirius, uh, the stop- <laughs> Yeah. Can- with the information field and beings, as serious. I like that uh, frequency. However, it's appropriate.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. that changes the energy. Just the word that you said changes the energy. <laughs> yes.
1: My meditation room, but and don't say eternally. <laughs> you want to give it a time. This is just my suggestion for the protocol. Give it a time frame, like very practical time frame, like let's say twenty-four hours. It could be longer, yeah. but uh, twenty-four hours and to hold that frequency here, and then it will be there. And then maybe within that 24 hours, if you want that to continue, you know, it could start to be like seven days, it could be two weeks, then you come sort of in the, half, the half-life and, and say it again, if you want it again. Um, this is the difference because, um, so let's say you have a certain object, that's what objects do. Sometimes the object can then hold that frequency for you longer. But if you're not, if we're going completely quantum with no um, anchoring physical object in mm-hmm. place, then then I would suggest you know this half life of however long you ask, try to get back in and ask again within okay. the half life,
0: and that that allows I, I think that allows a fuller integration of actually who you are desiring to be on Earth when you start to practice this what Jean is very clearly stating you you're pulling in aspects that have been dormant we'll just use that word asleep for maybe centuries maybe thousands of years <laughs> and i laugh but it's it's kind of a serious conundrum that humanity finds themselves into that you're actually separate from your essential self mm-hmm. And this is such a simple, but fun. It's fun also, like I can, you know, you can go to Mount Shasta, for example, and hang out there. Now, I'm gonna ask you this other kind of physics question. So many are saying that we download the quantum field, Oh, I missed the I missed the pyramids already.
1: <laughs> the... I recall Manchester, so I have these. OK,
0: chest is good, too. We'll do Manchester. We'll download that. I was I was really there. Okay. So you can tell I'm very in the moment with this. Um, many are saying we download the quantum field, you know, like Joe Dispenza. I think he says thousands of times a second. That's mm-hmm. why these are such powerful i'm going to call them hacks that Mm -hmm. gene is suggesting because we're actually doing this subconsciously or unconsciously when you put a focal point to it you're actually guiding your downloads and receiving information but what's your opinion on how many times are we actually accessing the quantum field without even being aware of it Mm. or even using it the knowledge
1: Oh yeah, I love that what Joe Dispenza said. I mean, um, I've heard something like that. I didn't, I didn't hear directly uh, from him, but that that would be great. I mean, that's a that's I would say that's very uh, true to my experience or how I kind of framework, and which is very interesting. I think I, I heard Penny Pierce say something very similar when we're making decisions. Because uh, we tend to think, okay, I'm going to make a decision. And if you do linear time, you know, you kind of are set with making a certain decision. When in fact, if we're connected, which we always are, but maybe on a subconscious level, and we're trying to make this conscious to the quantum unified field, it, it also is always changing. Because if we're all connected, yes. to it, everyone's sort of making slight changes, and there's all other types of
0: <laughs> <laughs> We change each other through our words and our consciousness, of course. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what they call a summit. We're changing each other through our interactions.
1: Yes, thousands or millions of people uh, connecting it. Uh, so, So if you're more fluid and connected to the unified field, then really the information for, let's say, a decision is actually really only in the present if you want to be very accurate. If you're connecting to the field for the answer because it itself the field is changing so so that way you're more fluid in the way you interact oh, wow. you become more comfortable or, or there is a comfort uh, zone that one mm-hmm. needs to get into with that fluidity
0: mm-hmm. oh that's that's a really important key right there that we need to unpack a little bit So one of the things that's been happening with humanity is is in the awakening, we're accessing more information, which is constantly changing. It's so fluid. And so you may, and I've heard this from speakers and that you may feel like a different person when you wake up. And that could be just that you're actually accessing different aspects. And since the field is changing rapidly, let's just unpack that for people your confusion doesn't mean you're going crazy or your fluctuating energies like what you might have thought yesterday could be different tomorrow and let's just talk about that in the context of this it's almost like a pulsating energy field that when you start to go into it first of all your potential expands secondly well, what happens? What 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 is possible as a now speak as a sort of neuroscientist with a PhD from Yale? What can be <laughs> what can be happening on the on the level of consciousness when this actual interaction becomes real for someone?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I think many people are maybe everyone on the planet now has experienced this fluidity. Uh, because well just from a couple levels, one that that just maybe are very self-evident once um, like we could start to look at or unpack them or become much more clear is that uh, timelines are not as um, set Ooh, for nice. on the planet. And this this does change the field, the unified field as we connect to it. For just as an example, um, maybe it's starting to be, but like like let's say you, you're trying to plan a trip, Uh, even like a month from now or three months from now, on certain parts of the globe, you're just not sure whether you can take, so your timeline for that, even though you kind of are planning it, is very fluid. Uh, Yeah you don't know if the restrictions are going to change or what's going to happen so and the field knows that and then you subconsciously know that so if your timeline is linked to that it's not it's not a very hard timeline or like what i said a sealed timeline so every there's just one example so everyone it's a
0: very good example though for <laughs> any excellent it's a very real example so you yeah. may not know where you're going, even when you're going to sleep or traveling. Yes. And the, the airlines have even adjusted. They'll give you money back, another trip. You know, it's no longer those harsh rules that they carried. So, yes, that's an excellent example. We don't know when or where we're going ever, really.
1: Yes. Or yes. If
0: we're going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah exactly exactly so so just as one metaphor because there's many uh, similarities and many timelines for that is all our timelines are more fluid and therefore people will get that sense that um, they're changing uh in a much more rapid way and it's not a physical way so that's why i think the disorientation because we usually the we're usually seeing a physical change about the same rate as let's say the inner change that would be a little bit like a a more relaxed way of um, ex- uh, acceleration. But if the phys- your physicality doesn't change, but your inner world changes at such a rapid clip, then you get disoriented because you're not sure exactly like if anything's truly happening.
0: <laughs> that, <laughs> exactly. That's what the uncertainty, especially if you tend to be more of a planner or an organized person, or if you think certain things have to occur, this creates uncertainty. And the uncertainty could create stress but I'm going to ask you to reframe that
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. how would the brain in fluidity respond to change in a way that's adaptive we're talking about really the adaptation we're talking about here's some new language for you some the quantum adaptation of the species really to a yeah. new time frame new timeline no appointments. <laughs>
1: oh yeah uh, you, so
0: how does this brain this neuroplasticity how do we adapt
1: yes yeah, so we could unpack maybe this i'll just uh, pin this one idea because where it could go mm-hmm. and then I'll come back to the question because if we are going into space which we already are it will be mm-hmm. much more, fluid. It, be much more fluid it will be the anchor of the gravity or the earth which if you think about how does that change the subtle bodies uh, there will be, it'll be the subtle bodies and consciousness would be much more fluid. So anyways, it, oh. this could be the evolution, the, the near evolutionary reason, one of them for this. Uh, the, metaphor, oh. the, I think, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. The subtle bodies, actually, that's where the greatest fluctuations are occurring. Right. And, I mean, just, you're saying that, and I'm starting to feel actually the lifting off into space, that that is also changing not only the timelines, but our subtle energy fields are adapting. Um, I just got a little, dizzy disease, not the word, actually, I just felt myself expand into space. And so, so let's just unpack that for people. What would that do to someone? Let's say someone is holding down a regular, let's say someone lives in New York City right now and they have a job, they have to show up at eight or nine in the morning and they're trying to hold down that timeline Mm-hmm. what would this kind of expansion in the subtle energy field, how would they adapt to that?
1: Yes. So, so I was I was um, thinking uh, kind of back to this question you just presented and then the one, the near one we just were, yes, unpacking similar, is the metaphor is more like a surfer or like a skydiver rather than something yes. that's, to the land, like, uh, I don't know, like a bodybuilder or something, you know, like uh, yeah. they, they kind of have gravity. Rather fact, than
0: like a weightlifter, we're exactly. surfers now. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're surfers, yeah. uh, exactly. That would be the more appropriate metaphor. And even though we, like you said, we have um, uh, a job or a timeline, a daily one that is um, locked. In fact, it, it uh, in our left brain, it looks locked, but if you actually were to track what happens every day, it's actually quite um, flexible. Even for yeah. yeah. And so it's even more so now so that um, you could call it right brain thinking. Maybe that's, I don't know if that's old languaging for this kind of idea. Maybe we can create a new quantum <laughs> thought, but like the right brain is much more you know, fluid, artistic. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so if one can kind of have a piece of their consciousness that's, it's more comfort with it than it is that we don't have it. Uh, we definitely have it. Maybe we were born that way more, like, a, like we were talking about children or babies. They're more kind of that, uh, for lack of a better cons- conceptual term, the right brain. Like they just do kind of whatever is in the present moment. Maybe also because they don't have some of this cognitive con- um, top down control. But uh, maybe we can return, not that we're um, bringing anything back where it's almost like allowing that to be okay, that style of thinking. The
0: fluidity and catching—that's I kept on getting that from my guides. The catching the wave, like not falling, trying not to fall off the surfboard, just to navigate that uncertainty because you don't know the volume, the speed, the intensity. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's that can be fun and (laughs) exhilarating. Catching the wave can be very fun, and I want to say the word expansive. That you have the choice now to contract and this this goes again into the neuroscience to contract and go into fight flight freeze mm-hmm. or to expand and catch this wave and the joy and bliss of perhaps a new timeline or mm-hmm. a new set of opportunities or a new set of people or a new environment mm-hmm. so let's talk about the what can buy these uncertainties or these events that are transpiring what goes on in the brain what are the options because Mm -hmm. it's all managed really through our through our subtle energy field how we're navigating
1: Uh, yes and then it would be like you said translated into our nervous system it's kind of the the it's from the subtle world uh in the shortest amount of time first goes to the nervous system so that's great that you kind of um, you know brought that back here on the physical plane. And then um, on a slower basis from the subtle world uh, is translated particularly into our body through the endocrine system. So that will be more on days or month, weeks or, or days, weeks, and months. But like on a moment-to-moment basis, the subtle world goes right through to the physical of our body through the nervous system. So one of the things is if we allow, consciousness is the gate. So if that's your consciousness the is... And smooth to the subtle world changes, particularly our astral world. I think uh, if we were to label maybe one of the planes that is most um, changing, the yes. emotional layer. Um, if we're open to that, then the uh, action potentials in the brain, the firing, it's it's like it fires and then it releases out like into the physical world. But the thing is, is and, and many sports people might experience that. If you hit fear, like if you're a gymnast and you're about to try to practice something, like a triple flip the or the
0: Olympics and everyone's it watching
1: yes. you. <laughs> yes. In practice, you get scared to do that lift. Your nervous system was about to do that, but rather than being in the flow, you like balk because of the fear, which is yes. made appropriate uh, as you're training yourself. And it's almost like the nervous system fired, but it didn't get released. So you oh. almost... Shake, what they teach um, Olympians or like uh, like those kind of gymnasts at that level is they um, they tense their body really quick to kind of like almost like um, set up the firing and then they release that and shake it out. And so you have to like uh, somehow find a way to release if if some if you get kind of um, balked in your day-to-day because of the the changes that are occurring so much and that didn't flow out you kind of need a way to kind of release it out of your nervous system and a lot of times it's shaking, shaking. like you know a dog um yeah you know,
0: yeah shaking the
1: dog, like, an animal, like that uh they'll just like sh- just shake their body oh. in them or when they're uh when they get wet like a dog and they like want to drop their entire spine like that that's actually a practice they, they some therapists start to do because it almost like resets your nervous system in case you're scared or fearful or stressful. Mm-hmm. It could be a very quick reset. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, that's a beautiful. You can also just do hum. Hum will actually just hum will stop a psychotic break or you know or an um Failure to integrate the new information, we'll call it that. Yes, so that's a beautiful thing. So you actually create the release yourself, whether it's standing on your head or dancing. A lot of people being guided to dance, especially if they're on lockdown, of course, yoga. But I love that, that you set up the circumstance so that you tell the nervous system to do this clenching so you don't do it subconsciously and stop yourself like that tennis player who was in that, and she decided not to engage in the competition. I forget her name, but yes, nice. she actually stopped herself, right? She just decided it was too stressful. So she got into what I would call like a free, you know, fight, flight, free. She got into fleeing and freezing, freezing mm-hmm. and fleeing. And um, she's working that through now because that, that is an unnatural response of the human organism when they're challenged.
1: Yeah. And,
0: So in this, and what's occurring to what we need to actually address the children. Now, children, let's say from in the womb or zero to seven or in theta. So they're going to be playing their way through the changes. And my guess, they're surfing the wave unless the parents are telling them to be afraid, What about the children that are from, because one of the purposes of the summit is to help the parents deal with raising children in unusual times. Mm -hmm. What would your advice or your technique be to help children to adjust may because there are children, increasingly numbers of children are going on anti-anxiety medication, anti-depression medication, sleep medication. Mm -hmm. So what would you tell the more natural parents to avoid, you know, the pharmaceuticals, or you know, just to ha- create a healthy response to this change.
1: Yeah, no, actually, a uh, number of people who like uh, come to the trainings that I've been facilitating are school teachers, and that was one of the things they were also reiterating. Uh, you know, like eighth grade, uh, seventh grade, um, or counselors that there's increasing anxiety in you know that age group, particularly because of this time period here. So I think, um, you know, like the frequency model can help quite a lot with, you know, so that because it's, um, it's really from the, uh, the subtle, not subtle, it's subtle bodies, but also subtle dimensions. And what I mentioned, the astral world is uh, the emotion, which is the kind of the emotional mental dimension of the environment, like our, our, um, our local environment, our, the schools, yeah. but just like the entire planetary environment right now in the astral is what I would call choppy. It's
0: yes bumpy choppy term. your coaster
1: mm -hmm. so we could match it frequency to frequency if people are comfortable with the consciousness you know like if one's um uh like just facile maybe it's it's the parents who do that and maybe then we can be trained to the kids who i think like you said or the kids being born now and even like who are in the seven to 14 they probably were already masters at that and then re- reincarnated or they're just already comfortable with that way of thinking. They don't need some like slow, like slow type of therapy. They would, they kind of get it because it's frequency.
0: I've noticed, mm-hmm. I've noticed that they just, yeah.
1: they recalibrate, they do. They recalibrate like Right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, or in a five, five seconds almost.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there could be broading in bringing in of certain frequencies to mm-hmm. uh, you know, rebalance their uh, consciousness. And uh, maybe we can go over some th- things here that people can do uh, like a quantum techniques, but it's really, it's um, the framework is you're bringing in a balancing frequency that are very available. But the thing is, if uh, people don't have that framework of model, like let's say someone's much more three-dimensional, they, they don't, um, <laughs> the, the spiritual world or these subtle worlds, they don't exist. Then they won't they won't access it like they won't do the technique. So it's like as if it's closed. Uh, so that's, yeah. that's really the gate. The gate is the, the comfortableness or the belief or the knowingness that there is subtle worlds in our midst that have the um, solution there. And
0: remaining, this comes up as a theme over and over again in the summit remaining open to yeah. the information. I interviewed um, a healer from Australia yesterday and one of the things that we talked about was the ancestors, even the access to the ancestral realm and how they're trying to help now, yeah. instead of like, I was always clearing that, clearing that, but actually they're coming in. I was trying to get rid of it in the, I was throwing it out in the garbage can. It was pointed out to me, I was a little off. So, um, so I, th- <laughs> I think that, it. And I think many of us look at our ancestors and they, we see the limitations while they were in the body being conditioned by whatever reality they were brought up in. And mm-hmm. so we want to push it away. But actually, what's happening now is if we remain open to the beneficial energies, Jane's saying, uh, even if you don't believe in it actually they're here to assist the subtle energies. Most people listening to the summit are probably very open, but we wanna suggest that the children are probably already very open. One of the keys here to unlock this doorway and unpack this is that it is our collective responsibility to not teach our children to shut down. Yes. to allow them to be who they are and to blossom and thrive and that is one of the one of the hidden intentions of this summit is to encourage the parents to allow the children to be in this new state of consciousness and they may be our teachers of yes. the realms, right they're like oh i saw <laughs> this is natural to them
1: oh yeah oh yes very much so um I, what's coming to me is maybe um, we we went over this technique. I mean, I know we, uh, maybe we like our, provide as many practical techniques for people.
0: We are giving the yes. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to oh, yeah. share a technique,
1: if we do the, the dimensions, yeah. uh, so like a. a So I'll just see if it it kind of unpacks here, but, and then actually two are coming to me, but um, we may have talked about this in the last um, summit, but if like someone is kind of like uh, freezing, your like the child is, um, your child is uh, feeling, you know, the input of the astral choppiness, you can shift the dimensions of what's happening. So there's infinite quantumly of dimensions And uh, there's a number of ways to do it. It's it's much more, it's a consciousness technique. Just know that there's infinite dimensions in this quantum framework where like right now, if I'm feeling anxious, uh, there's another dimension where I'm actually completely peaceful. (laughs) I can go into resonance with it. (laughs) I love that.
0: I love that because it's the truth. And if you'd like to do that, because I'm, I'm also guided to say not only for children, but people that have been analyzed or they've decided they are on the spectrum or they're ADD or they're Alzheimer's because often this is also an adjustment to multiple dimensions of reality. And so if you'd like to do do bring us into a multiple dimensional experience to shift the okay. DNA around, this would be great.
1: Yes, like, so if we're here, like we could even do it. Yes, right now. Uh, yeah. Where we are, and then let's just say we may be in our ideal dimension here. I feel completely blissful. I feel. <laughs> yes. I feel like a better dimension of that. So I'm going to make it the even the the of the, uh, the fastest version of this is you, it's uh, through resonance. It's first, you put your awareness on yourself. Now, as that this is this is the dimension you are now, and then you know that uh, like I'm just going to use my other hand that there is in this model of infinite dimensions, a dimension where I'm even more blissful or kind of even more balanced. And then just put some of your awareness on that. And I'm just using this hand to kind of point to that. And then just say, connect. At that moment, the information exchanges uh, I mean, this is going to seem so simple, but that's kind of the quantum. Ver- <laughs> um, oh,
0: I'm dizzy just from doing that. Yeah, that's it's very powerful. Yes, powerful. That's actually this actually makes you conscious of your accessing the quantum field wow. so many times per second. So
1: yeah, yeah, let's- yeah it makes it conscious. Yes, it
0: brings it. Yeah, let's do that one more time, Gene, for those.
1: Yes, some of your awareness is on this information field, this kind of dimensional state, then you don't have to know exactly what it's like, but you know there there is another dimension where perhaps it's more even more ideal. So you're just putting your awareness on that in general. Just say connect. The information exchanges, and then I'll just add one more aspect to the technique. You're speaking to the new information in your field. Just say integrate, activate, unpack now. It just accelerates its um, unfolding in your system. I love that. I call it to label it. It's like a uh, the dimensional uh, um, quantum technique or shifting your dimensions. Mm-hmm.
0: Integrate, activate, unpack now. Yes,
1: yeah. that's that's it. Then you just let it. Um, you may feel an immediate change, but. You, it may come over time, so yes, is, yes. but- uh,
0: a hack. Yeah. <laughs> That is a definite, so <laughs> if you're feeling anxious or your child is feeling anxious, yes. activate, unpack
1: now. Once the, I'll just, uh, so just to reiterate, so what's happening is, um, is this concept of resonance. As soon as your consciousness connects to another information field, There is an exchange of energy and information, but it comes in what I call packed, meaning you're consciously may not be aware of, it's actually a full exchange. So you're not conscious of it, but it will unpack over time. It could start right away, but it could take time. So what we're doing is going into resonance with that more ideal space uh, of, of of who we are on another timeline. Then we exchange information, it happens instantly. Actually, faster than speed of light, but the effect may take time because the information needs to unpack.
0: <clears throat> well, it's impacting every cell in your body. That's amazing. Actually, I feel actually I feel myself floating a bit. <laughs> so, uh, yes, integrate, activate, unpack now. So, this is something that can shift you out of anxiety in a second because there is part of you right that is not that isn't witnessing your yes. current whatever's going on
1: yes exactly exactly i'll just give one example like um just to kind of anchor it a little bit i like we were i was in hawaii that was the first picture i was not, not that visit um someone wanted me to introduce me to another promoter the promoter wanted and it is that late at night we we're driving around driving around and then i was like Oh, I'm I, uh something was off and I just like oh I have this technique <laughs> I can shift the dimension so I just thought, we try to do a better dimension for this and I just did it and then oh yeah we found the spot like you know like another minute or so you could feel the change like whatever was going on in the inner world just had shifted and it made an effect soon after in the physical world Absolutely. So,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and and Hawaii is a very um it's a different vortex really yeah.
1: yes it's very fluid wow.
0: Very, very magical that's that's incredible though so you will actually feel the information and what gene just did i would recommend doing it over and over again because the effects will be cumulative and shift you indefinitely actually i think this is a great integration tool for this time to access because by nature we're in a fluid reality but we had defined it incorrectly yeah. For thousands of years. Yes. So, Gene, do you think of yourself? One of your questions, do, but do you think of yourself as completely clairvoyant? I, I just had to ask you
1: this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, in the in this other multiple dimension, I am in here.
1: <laughs> yeah, of myself right here, right now. Um, I yes. I'm not sure about that, but um, but it has been a, a very fun um, journey since, uh, let's say, since I, like you mentioned, I was in the science and a postdoc, and around when I was uh, doing my postdoc, I started to study with energy healers. I wouldn't say like I could, you know, see the, or had been trained to see the aura uh, yet, but the thing about these uh, spiritual gifts, like clairvoyance, healing, telepathy, um, there's a framework for that, where we have developed those in other lifetimes, Mm-hmm. And then let's say we get incarnate. This is, of course, if you know, one version. It's not the only version to understand this. But now here, we're in this lifetime, maybe for our first 30 years, like in my case, uh, we're dormant for yeah. the most part. Like it,
0: survival in an yeah. academic institution. <laughs> exactly,
1: yeah. so just stay focused, competitive, and all that. Um, so, but then something like reawakens it. And then it's not that you're relearning it now. You're just more like remembering it, or you're getting it back online. It's like a program on your hard drive here. You just haven't like ever opened it yet.
0: You haven't opened it for like a few thousand years. <laughs> so and, and
1: then those things and you pop it back open and you're like full blown, you know you're starting to access the that program fully. So I think it's since then, like since starting the energy work and then up to now it's just been a kind of a beautiful unpacking just being more, I think it's more connected with clairvoyance, it's about being more connected.
0: And also kind of reading, you know, what you're able to physically tolerate and what your culture is able to physically tolerate, because we all have (laughs) sensors that are reading that. So it's some very brave souls have been, you know, really out there with it all. But some Mm. of us that did survive these, you know, academic institutions, that was my joke, actually, when I went to Chicago, I said, well, I, I did this degree so that I would know what crazy was. Right. So that I wouldn't end up saying, oh, yeah, this angel was talking to me last night, you know, and get put into um, another kind of institution. So, uh, so, yes, absolutely. I did that partly lightheartedly, because, of course, you're we're in the reawakening and we're taking baby steps in a way because it has been the consciousness has been frozen for a long time. And as we shed the layers of the onion and it gets steamed off of us, this is reawakening. So in closing, I think you're profoundly, you've profoundly stated we are in a reawakening process. And of course, you know, I see you as a great master. I was actually, I was actually seeing into one of your lifetimes as a great master as you were speaking. So that was fun. And it is really for everyone. About the reawakening, so would you like to close with that or integrate some of this DNA-changing information that you've shared?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I think um, I w- maybe I'll leave one more technique because I just find feel I love like it. <laughs> He's
0: watching me levitate, <laughs> with yeah, it, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Because, like I think what we're doing, like you said, is opening we're allowing ourselves to access the like like you said about the ancestors, these um spiritual worlds in our midst that are ready to like download as much as we could accept, like yeah. um, so this technique, I call it the symbol technique. It's, it's also very fun if you teach it to like kids like or, or, or just ourselves. You just, uh, so I'll just show the technique and then explain what's happening. So you t- just, uh, let's say you're, whatever you're working on and you need like a energetic information shift, you... Mm-hmm just open up your hands and you ask for a symbol. Now, who you're asking it for is basically the divine, the quantum field, or any particular spiritual guide or beings that you kind of connect with. Like I could be asking it from the Arcturians, for example. And you can just wait three seconds. It'll form energetically in your hand, whether you can see it or not, whether you can feel it or not. But let's let's say I can see it. Maybe you allow it to form whatever shape or you could just have them all be spheres if that's more simple. Mm-hmm. And just ask yourself, uh, where in my field should I place it? And then just uh, just go with where you're first um, guided. So I just feel like I'm gonna place mine around my third eye, maybe because you said that. So it's like, like I feel like there's this ball, energy ball that I'm placing. This is this energetic information that I need. And then I just release it, just to see it like melt like butter into like a, like a hot soup into your energy field. And then say those three quantum commands again, integrate, activate, unpack now, and then you're done. That's it. That's it. Just uh, just go about your business and you'll feel this huge, you may feel it right away, the shift, yes. but another way to bring in, it's really a technique to access that spiritual information. That's always present to help us mm. you know, over, like on a very practical note, but it gives some, some way of to do to do that. You know, it yes. would be, amorphous if I just said okay just connect and ask for the information although we could do that too yeah.
0: no that's really powerful I immediately saw this complex symbols in my that yeah. were engraved in my palms that I've never seen I have no idea I couldn't draw it but I saw it and um, two centers actually so you may find it was a crown and heart oh. to put it into the heart yeah, so yeah. whatever, yeah, that's really, p- and so, and fun. Yep. <laughs> yes. So play with this. That's a great one. Um, so you just have to open your hands.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Whatever's given, whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Whatever shows up or if that's kind of too, you know, count to like Ooh, a more.
0: <laughs> that's too out there for you.
1: A sphere. It will always be in <laughs> the FedEx box is always a, a fear, a sphere. <laughs> Yeah,
0: the Linux box is always a fear too. <laughs> yeah, a sphere uh, which can carry, um, you know, all kinds of things. Trust me on that one. A sphere yeah. could be an entirely new code for you. So yeah. that will change your whole consciousness over time. Just simply doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So anytime you need that shift, that change, you're feeling anxious, or you want to take a step forward, like if let's say you want to accelerate your development in something like the clairvoyance, you could ask for a, a symbol that has that packed information. The reason the shape in this technique doesn't matter crucially as much because it's the packed information from the inner world. That, that's what, it's like what's inside that that um, metaphorically, that's the, the crucial part.
0: Yeah, it's like delivered in an, an envelope, but yeah. it's a spherical envelope. Yes. It's like a packet of information. Yes, FedEx just arrived <laughs> with a packet of, of new information for you. Whoa, and I also saw that not only is this amazingly powerful, and I do recommend people practice this, it will it will, um, it will help you to move out of any kind of limitation and your children as well. This is a great game with your children to play, but you have a very far out gift uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that, that um, the Arcturian wormhole transmission, so it's a transmission. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, this is great. Um, so uh, we did have a group that actually did that live. So um, so it's very powerful. They had really good results. But, but I'll just, yeah, explain this. I mean, this could have been uh, maybe my <laughs> next talker we could talk is, uh, is the idea of resonance and uh, Nassim Haramein, who I think you may have were, were saying, um, but there's a concept of like how do we, in, what is called quantum entanglement. So how are we, Well, basically the idea with quantum entanglement is anytime two particles have been together, they could be on separate sides of the universe. But as soon as you change one aspect of one particle, the other one immediately senses it, whether it changes its spin or not. So it's sort of like uh, Einstein called it spooky actions at a distance. We We call it, we call it distance healing or distance connection. But the model is, but actually what's happening is the particles are communicating to each other there's actually basically a black hole on one end that the particle enters its information and then it travels through a wormhole to the other particle so it's actually these two particles are connected by black holes that ma- the bridge is a wormhole anyway it's kind of maybe like way out there but it's the y- yeah.
0: unified field that when Yes. Your thoughts and, and intang- quantum entanglement. Exactly. So it's a simple way to realize we're interconnected all. Yeah. and that's a state of enlightenment. <laughs> so just to make it simple for everyone that that, that it's connecting on a, it's we're in a hologram.
1: Yes, exactly. the hologram. And, and so what the, just to make this short, the transmission helps us to with the help of this um, spiritual consciousness in the inner world. Uh, your guides, your higher self to access, to be much more um, in that knowing of this photographic connection, Uh, not just from an intellectual point of view, but actually kind of almost like living your life that way.
0: I love that. And also it helps you to honor the fluidity that we're in. So if, if there are all these particles moving around and they're actually basically empty, they can change your consciousness at any moment. And the idea is to allow. I think that's what you're saying. Allow it. See where it takes you. Don't judge it. Just allow this cosmic quantum flow. Yeah. I really want to honor you and thank you for your immense wisdom and your amazing, amazing protocols. And I look forward to talking to you again really soon. Thank you.
1: Thanks, you, Carolina. Thank you, everyone.